0: On the Sig Sour Platinum Microphone. Mark, we know they want to take our guns, and now we're going to make them eat it. Freedom might be an uphill battle sometimes, but freedom will always prevail. Proudly presented to you by X Insurance.
1: X Insurance. X Insurance.
0: Here is your host of Armed American Radio, the loudest conservative voice in America fighting for your rights. Mark Walters. Walters. Walter. Here we go. Sunday's Monster Cast continues. The second hour of the broadcast. Welcome in. Mark Walters filling your prescription for freedom in the Car Firearms Group studios here at AAR Ranch in Georgia. Six-hour microphone lit up for you. X-Insurance presenting it all. Greg over in Dallas, Texas, how you doing? We're on hundreds of radio stations, man. It feels good. Kicking uh, we the are. year off right, man. It's the first real, sh- first real show of the year. Yep. Here we are. Right? So tell people how to watch and how to how to listen and all that fun stuff.
1: Uh, sure, as soon as I clean up my throat. All right, yeah. If you want to watch the show, just head <coughs> on over to armedamericanradio.org or .com. Uh, and if you uh, go to that website, you'll see the three little hash marks <laughs> on the right-hand side there. And just give those a click. When you do that, you'll see that window pop open, and you'll have your watch live, listen live, and podcast options there in case you've missed any previous episode also got the shop link if you want to support the show
0: if you would like to join our live chats, just head on over to your app store grab the telegram messaging app create your profile and search for armed american radio conversations you know thanks for doing that greg by the way i appreciate it very much welcome back in ladies and gentlemen it's always a pleasure to be here the first hour of the show is phenomenal with alan Gottlieb. great information from alan as always and that was followed by christopher scott who was acting on behalf of wreaths across america when he put a wreath on my great-uncle's grave after listening to the show back on December 7th at Arlington. Amazing stuff. David Codry, he did the same thing for him. David jumped in with us. And now we go to one of my favorite guests of all time, and it is tradition. And it's fun to have Cam on the show. Cam Edwards from Cam & Company, BearingArms.com. Welcome in, my friend. How are you?
1: I'm good, Mark. How are you?
0: I'm doing great. And I love when you're on because I can ask you a question, sit back, mute my mic, drink my Red Bull, and let you go. (laughs) <laughs> you do my job for me I absolutely Is that a nice way love it. I know
1: how to fill three hours
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah and ford- unfortunately we have I was supposed to have you for an hour today but Alan jumped in and, and we kind of jumbled up the schedule so we've got you for a half hour so we'll move right along uh, Cam, the crazy stuff going on in California with SB2, we talked with Alan Gottlieb about that and I, I mentioned to him when I brought it up, you know, the sensitive places but this thing's bouncing mm-hmm. courts like a ping pong ball and here it looks like Californians are safe now and free, at least to carry until April. When you found out that the clerk had issued an emergency stay or an injunction, I should say, and then it was removed and it's good. Now, now people are free until what went through your mind. I mean, this is nuts out there in California.
1: It's like they never quit. It, it, it is nuts. Um, you know, I'll tell you honestly, I, I didn't believe it at first uh, because, <laughs> you know, since Heller, I mean, well, even before Heller, uh, you know, we, we've had the Ninth Circuit. has been one of those places where you get on a regular basis, you get good decisions from district court judges like Roger Benitez or in this case, mm-hmm. uh, Cormac Carney. Um, and we've even gotten good, you know, opinions from three judge panels on the Ninth Circuit. But inevitably, those good decisions are quickly undone or they're put on hold. Sometimes there's a three-judge panel. Sometimes they go on bunk, but they do whatever needs to be done, right, to to keep gun owners from actually exercising their right to keep in their arms. So when I saw that this administrative stay had been granted uh, on these sins of the places, I thought, oh, boy, here we go again. Right. Um, And I kind of viewed this uh, request to undo this administrative stay as sort of a last-grasp effort, right? I I, I honestly didn't have a lot of faith that the, uh, the Ninth Circuit was going to, Listen to what the attorneys had to say. That uh, that, that you know, basically uh, allowing these sensitive places to be enforced that upends the status quo, right? And an injunction is supposed to preserve the status quo. I thought they had a good argument. I just didn't expect the Ninth Circuit to listen to them. Um, so lo and behold, when, when I saw the news that the, yes, they actually did listen to these attorneys, and that um, Judge Carnick uh, or Cormac Carney's uh, injunction is in place. As you say, at least until April it looks like. I mean, Mark, this is probably the most significant (laughs) win that we've seen after Ninth Circuit in recent memory, right? I mean, you had Freedom Week, but that was a district court decision. That was from Judge Benitez saying, hey, we're not going to let this magazine ban stay, uh, and I'm not going to grant a stay, uh, allow the state time to appeal, right? So we had that one-week period where folks could exercise their right to keep their arms purchased commonly on magazines. Well, now we've got the Ninth Circuit allowing uh, this injunction to go into effect, which means that all of these challenged, sensitive places are not going to be gun-free zones, that the 100,000-plus concealed carry holders in California will have the opportunity to, you know, carry beyond a few sidewalks and city streets. This is a hugely – I know. listen, I know it's not a permanent – right? It's not a final victory. But even as a temporary victory, this is so significant coming from the Ninth Circuit.
0: Yeah, you know what's interesting about this decision is it was a three-judge panel, but it was only two of the three judges. It was a 2-0 decision. It could have been a Mm 3-0, but the other judge, I don't know, was the other, I think, if I remember correctly, the other judge was out ill or something, for whatever reason didn't rule, and it wouldn't have mattered because even if that judge had ruled against it, it would have been a 2-1. So it was still a victory either way. It was either going to be 2-1 or 3-0. But here comes the cynic in me, okay? Well, April's right around the corner. We already know what's going to happen. But do we? You know, it's decisions like this that throw that monkey wrench in. But inevitably, as you say, we know what's eventually going to happen in California. And that, again, that's the cynic in me, Cam. Care to make a prediction right. on what happens in April? Let's see if we're right. Maybe we'll <laughs> bring you back on in April and say, look, we were right or wrong, right? You know, listen, I mean, this is
1: the same panel. So This, this 3 panel is the same one that's going to hear the request for uh, uh, an appeal, um, you know, they've denied this emergency appeal, right, mm-hmm. from uh, Rob Bonta. So uh, that hearing in April, that's basically going to be, you know, an appeal on an injunction in regular order. And this is the panel that's going to hear that, that those arguments. So I, I think this is a good sign. Um, you know, Costas Morris, who's going to be my guest on Cam and Company tomorrow, has said something on X about uh, the language of this order, indicated that maybe the judges are not entirely on board with every one of these Uh, gun-free zones, uh, you know, being put on hold. Um, But I think going into the hearing, you know, this is a really positive step. Um, The judges did not pick and choose. They didn't say, okay, well, this one can go into effect, this one, however, we're going to, you know, keep the injunction in place. Um, And and remember, Judge Carney granted the injunction against every one of these challenged, sensitive places, every one of them. It was a clean sweep for the plaintiffs here. So, you know, listen, I'm just as cynical as you are mark when it comes to the ninth circuit but you have to be i'm going to allow myself a little bit of cautious optimism that maybe at least with this three judge panel we're going to get a decision that that respects the bruin test that respects our right to keep and bear arms um and allows judge carney's injunction to remain in place
0: you know i when i read these decisions and they're lengthy and if you read the 76 page decision carney's decision you read some of Benitez's decisions which i know you've done as well It's obvious to me, and you correct me if you think I'm wrong, but it's obvious to me that they're setting these up for future Supreme Court battles, because these things Mm -hmm. are rock-solid rulings. Do you take that away when you read these? They know this is going to go higher up the ladder. One of these cases is going to get to a Supreme Court decision, and these judges' decisions in these cases at these lower levels are just rock-solid as can be. It's be It's going to be hard for the other side to argue them if, in fact, they make it to the Supreme Court particularly in light of the fact that they're quoting Bruin to the extent they are.
1: Right. No, I do agree with you. Um, particularly when you look at a case like, you know, Duncan versus Bonna, right. That, that's mm-hmm. one of the cases, I believe that the Supreme court GBR after Bruin, they granted cert vacated the lower court decisions for man of the case back down uh, for a do over in light of Bruin's findings. So yeah, I, I think that judgment is absolutely writing with an eye towards the Supreme court. I think the same thing when it comes to, uh, to judge Carney and, and, you know, I would like to think that that's the case, frankly, for all of these judges, because they know that the uh, Supreme Court is going to be the ultimate arbiter of a lot of these questions. But, you know, let's look at the magazine ban, for example. Um, Judge did has laid out, I think, it did a fantastic job of pointing out why the uh, analogs that the state offered um, were not good fits for this modern magazine ban, right? The, the only argument that has sufficed for Judges around the country say, well, magazines aren't actually arms. Right. They're not protected by the Second Amendment, right? Well, that's absurd. <laughs> and and we have seen, you know, Judge Bidita has pointed that out, that it is really difficult to operate one of these firearms if you don't have a magazine. So, no, they actually are integral to the function of a firearm judge uh, uh, ratio in uh, Harney County, Oregon. said the same thing when it comes to Measure 114. Um, so we are seeing not only, I think, great work being done by Second Amendment attorneys, but... Around the country, in these solid decisions uh, that respect the Second Amendment, we are seeing the judges, I think, do that legwork. They're showing the math. Um, They're showing how they got there. They're showing why the state failed to meet their burden. And, yeah, I hope the Supreme Court is paying attention. And I hope that, uh, you know, that that these uh, decisions are going to be cited favorably when these cases eventually get to the high court.
0: And they're going to get to the high court, ladies and gentlemen. We've got one more segment with Cam Edwards from BearingArms.com and Cam and company. We'll let you tell him where to read him and where to watch cam and company i'm an occasional guest on there love the show like you do one more segment cam edwards right after this when we come back on the flip side of this break don't go away following segment of Armed American Radio is being brought to you by Defender Coffee. When you drink Defender Coffee, you're making a donation to a gun rights organization of your choice that protects and defends your freedoms. Welcome back to the show. Uh, welcome back indeed. AAR Ranch here in Georgia fired up. Car Firearms Group Studios, Sig Sour Mike in front. Of, if you're watching the show, you can see the Sig Sour Mike. Really nice SMB7 Mike. X Insurance presenting it all. Let's go back to Cam Edwards. Cam. Let's have, uh, let's have a conversation about, as, as I, I think I called it with Alan, the 900,000 pound or the 900 pound or the million pound gorilla in the room. Let's go to the NRA briefly. You have a long history with National Rifle Association. You did NRA news for a number of years. Now, how long did you do that?
1: 2004 to 2019.
0: Wow, yeah, so that's so, been yeah. a long part of your career. You know, I, and uh, you and I both know Andrew, who is taking over uh, Wayne Spot. That was announced last week. Everything that we're talking about is public. Wayne has stepped down effective January 31st. Uh, We know that Josh Powell has struck a deal. Uh, Wayne's trial, civil trial, starts tomorrow. Wayne's out. How do you see, what do you see with the NRA moving forward? How do you believe this shakes out?
1: Yeah, you know, I I, I don't know, Mark. Um, I will say uh, it it took me by surprise to hear the news that uh, Wayne was retiring. Um, But, you know, I have long believed that we need to see some some serious reform uh, at the head of the organization. I think the NRA is worth saving. Um, I I think the Second Amendment community, you know, can use that 800-pound gorilla in the room. Um, I don't think that the Second Amendment community is lost. I don't think that, you know, gun rights advocates are are defeated if the NRA goes away. But I don't think the NRA is going away uh, right away either. But if we want to see the organization start to grow again, we want to see it, you know, kind of get back on solid ground. Uh, then I think that the reforms need to begin in earnest now. Um, this can't be the, the end of the change, right? This really needs to be the start of a new chapter. And I, I think it remains to be seen whether or not that's going to be the case. So um, I know Andrew as well. I, I like Andrew. Um, you know, Andrew comes from the Isla side of things um he was just named head of general operations last month i don't know if this interim appointment is um uh, i don't even know if he's considered you know one of the, uh, the the contenders to be the permanent evp and ceo um but as much as i like andrew i again i'd like to see a, a fresh face in there i think we need to see some new blood in there and i hope that we get to see that going forward
0: you know i i had a an email exchange with andrew i wished him the best godspeed told him i was praying for him because he's I think he's cut out for it. Um, He's certainly got the personality to do it. I don't know, like you, I I don't know if this is going to be a permanent thing for him or not. But um, he's a good person to step in in the mix. And I like the fact that he's from ILA side of things because I've always loved the mm-hmm. Institute for Legislative Action, right? They do phenomenal work, and they've never really gotten a fair shake. But I think that's been by design. They they stay kind of quiet behind the scenes a little bit, let the NRA take it. So Shannon Watson out there and Moms Demand Action are all claiming some type of victory that they brought down the NRA. You know, were they partly responsible, do you think?
1: I don't think so. Um, I, you know, obviously, I don't know the intermachinations of the timing of uh, Wayne's retirement, but I think this has... Probably more to do with the uh, New York Attorney General and the trial that, as you say, is already underway, um, than you know gun control groups. And by the way, Shannon Watts retired. She stepped away from Moms Demand Action a couple of months ago. Do we get to mm-hmm. take credit for that, Mark?
0: <laughs> I mean, well, I, you know, maybe I, I should I put a tweet you know, a out. This, Yay, we did it! <laughs> right, it, right, we I did mean, it. I think a lot of this on the gun control
1: <laughs> side is honestly, I think it's whistling past the graveyard. Right, I think it's trying to puff up their members and say, look what we did. Because they're losing a lot of ground, right? we've seen these polls showing record-high numbers of gun owners in this country. just saw, what, 53 straight months of a million-plus firearms sold. Um, You know, their anti-gun agenda isn't really going great uh, for them. So they need to look for those victories wherever they can find them. I just don't think this is really one of them.
0: All they have is spin. And they're very, very good at it. You and I both know that. They're very, very good Mm -hmm. at spinning. And they have the advantage of having mainstream media – in their hip pocket. And I think no more glaring example cam than this bogus study from every town for gun safety. Now, Alan tore it up in the first hour talking about how the rest of the nation needs to use the model of California style gun control because they're claiming that 298,000 lives could be saved if the rest of the nation would adopt California gun style. And, of course, you and I both know, and you're chuckling now before we even get out, that California, New York, and Illinois combined are one, two, and three in quote-unquote gun violence numbers. And I I don't know how they do this with a straight face cam, but they've been getting away with it for so long. I guess it's just the look. We can look at the camera at midnight and tell them the sun is shining and the media is going to have our back regardless. But good heavens. Where do they come off with this stuff? I, I thought that was was quite interesting.
1: It reminds me of you know like the White Citizens Council in 1960s talking about the, you know if we just all like act like Alabama, uh, you know, um, <laughs> there, there, there there is a there is a fundamental disconnect between um, what the gun control advocates want, what the Constitution says, and what tens of millions of Americans are doing. Every day, which is exercising the right to keep and bear arms. You know, as you say, California's got plenty of violent crime, right? Two years ago, I think it led the nation in terms of active shooter incidents. Mm -hmm. Um, It has a very low rate of legal gun ownership. And that's the part that the gun control advocates really like, right? Because that's what this is all about for them. It's not about fighting crime. It's not about stopping shootings. It's about stopping us from exercising our fundamental rights. Uh, In California, yeah, they're right. They're leading the way. Uh, when they're not getting smacked down by the courts, but um, I don't think it would make us a safer country if we all decided to fall in line and adopt California-style gun laws. But I know it would make us less free.
0: Well, wait a minute. I, I mean, all the criminals are going to follow suit too, Cam. So maybe it <laughs> would be safer. See, it, it's so laughable to even to even suggest it, ladies and gentlemen. Is is, is, is just incredibly laughable. Cam, final question for you. Let's talk a little bit about some. And I'm I'm proud to see this. Some, I guess we'll call it civil disobedience, Illinois, very low compliance with Pritzker's January 10th designation for the deadline for registering your assault weapons. There's a tremendous amount of confusion in Illinois, or really is there? Is it just enough people have said, not going to happen?
1: You know, I think there's a lot of both. I think I think it is confusing. We don't even have the final rules promulgated yet. But, uh, I, you know, if you're looking at compliance, uh, we don't know what the final numbers are because, you know, not every FOIA card holder uh, is going to be subject to these registration provisions. But if you've got 1.2 percent of FOIA card holders uh, registering their arms or uh, accessories, uh, you know, that tells me that we're looking at compliance of uh, maybe 10, 15 percent overall, right? Mm-hmm. Which would be in line with what we've seen in other states like New York um it is great to see you know i think one of the reasons why we're seeing so much civil disobedience here is because you've got so many sheriffs even state's attorneys in and not going to enforce this law yeah you know illinois state police came in on friday and said we're not going to be going out and making an arrests specifically for this so you know thankfully i i think the powers that be understand um not only just how unpopular but how unconstitutional this law is and um i i'm curious to see what Prisker's reaction is going to be because he said you know, there was going to be this surge of uh, of signups at the end of the year. Well, that didn't happen, so what's his next response going to be?
0: Embarrassment. Ten seconds. Where can people watch it and read you real quick?
1: You bet. com. Check out Barron Arms Cam and Company on all
0: the major podcast platforms, YouTube, Rumble, and all the rest. Cam Edwards, thank you, brother. Looking forward to seeing you soon. That's Cam Edwards, AWR Hawkins, coming up next from Breitbart. Don't go away. segment of Armed American Radio is being brought to you by Mike Lindell and MyPillow. Don't forget to use the promo code AAR at MyPillow.com. Welcome back. Yes, welcome back indeed. Mark Walters filling your prescription for freedom here at AAR Ranch in Georgia in front of the Sig Sauer Platinum and Powerful Microphone. Car Firearms Group Studios lit up for you. X-Insurance presenting it all. Ladies and gentlemen, please go out of your way to support all of our partners. You can find them all at ArmedAmericanRadio.com. Goat guns, wildly popular. If you don't have one of these things yet, start your new addiction. How fun are they? Well, Facebook didn't like my goat guns post today because I guess they don't like toy replica guns. So show Facebook some love and go get yourself a goat gun. Use the promo code AAR, AAR, and get 10% off over at Goat Guns immediately. It is an addiction. Greg, you will vouch for that. Yeah, absolutely. I can't stop him. He's got a bunch of them, and so do a lot of you out there. Goatguns.com. Use the promo code AAR. Save 10%. Heavensharvest.com. I had some of the water bricks delivered to my house just yesterday. So we've got some of the emergency supplies here at the house. You should, too. AAR Ranch has got them, all the foodstuffs, Defender Coffee. Visit all of our partners. You can find them all at armedamericanradio.com. Let's go to the great AWR Hawkins. AWR, welcome to the show, my friend. Always a pleasure to have you here, brother.
2: Uh, Good to be with you.
0: Yeah, always fun. Hey, by the way, real quick, and while you're on here, I'll, I'll give this information out. We do have a new affiliate I want to mention today, WECUAM, Greenville, New Bern, Jacksonville, North Carolina. Welcome to the program, AM 1570 and FM 107.5, Winterville, North Carolina. That's the Greenville, New Bern, Jacksonville market. Welcome to the show. You're carrying all three hours live. Welcome. It's a pleasure to have you here. We are filling your prescription for freedom. Now you are added to this huge list across the country. A.W.R. Hawkins, real quick, I'm asking everybody this. It's the first show of the year. You're making your first appearance for 2024. Huge news with National Rifle Association. Your thoughts? Huge news with what? National Rifle Association. Wayne LaPierre's resignation. Your thoughts?
2: I don't really have any. I mean, that it's neither here nor there to me.
0: Oh, man, he uh,
2: he should stepped down years ago
0: are you uh, you know cuz i'm with you I, I agree with that 100% i've made that very clear on the show over the years do you think the nra benefits moving forward do you think the nra is is going to lean up and finally get back to doing what they should be doing i'm hopeful that they will i'd like to know if you feel the same way
2: uh, Well, no i think they waited too long they had uh Ooh. they had waited there too long and uh i think uh I don't know that they can recover from what was done under him. I mean, I'll just tell you going forward, I'm Second Amendment Foundation gun owners all the way, which I would have given you the same answer a year before he resigned. So I'm not trying to knock them while they're down. They're just down. Wayne Wayne, uh, did more damage than good, and, uh, you know, he's gone. When he retired, I yawned. I think I yawned when he retired and watched another episode of Gilligan's Island.
0: <laughs> well, one of the, I'll, I'll have to talk to you off air, find out which episode it was. I love it too, and I, I do have a clip from a Twilight Zone episode that I grabbed specifically for your appearance on the show today. I think you're going to eat it up. All right, let's move on to some other stuff. You got that's that's a, that's an interesting interpretation there, ladies and gentlemen from AWR relative to the National Rifle Association. Uh, always get the honest answers from AWR Hawkins. I got to go to a happy ending story that the headline itself, AWR, just screams, Walters, this was written for you. I, and I think you know which one I'm covering, but homeowner who killed intruder, and I quote the homeowner, I shot him with his own gun. AWR, what happened here, brother? I love this one. Oh, yeah, that's great. Yeah,
2: it's a Indianapolis <laughs> homeowner. He had just come home from the grocery, and he said he saw the guy pull his ski mask down and run at him, and they had a conflict right inside the house, and uh, the homeowner was able to get his hand on the intruder's gun, which went off and shot the intruder. Then the homeowner retrieved his own gun as the intruder fled, and the intruder's buddies out in the street, open fire on the homeowner and the homeowner shot back fortunately he was not hit but uh bottom line is the police arrived and the intruder who had put the ski mask on was dead on the front porch and that's just a that's a good day the guy who works for a living went to the grocery was coming home with his groceries for the week that guy's fine Uh, but the intruder's gone and that's how it should work
0: that is the second amendment in action ladies and gentlemen that's why we refer to this as a happy ending story this is a happy ending let's go to another happy ending while we're on the topic father shoots daughter's stepfather three times after sexual assault allegations now this happened down in houston texas what happened here
2: well it's just the father uh the the daughter had left a note for the mother saying her stepfather had sexually assaulted her now that's allegedly and so the father goes to figure out if it had happened or not the mother and daughter step out of the house while the father and stepfather debate the facts, and then they hear three shots, and the father had shot the stepfather three times. So, you know, I guess, I guess someone's going to have to figure it out. Did he sexually assault her or did he not? And based on that, you'll know, did he deserve to be shot or did he not? So uh, that's where we are right now.
0: All right, let's go to Iowa. I'm going to move quickly with AWR. You've got a lot of work here that I want to try to get as much of it in as possible. Iowa, yeah, I would say interesting for a few different reasons, because there is now apparently a transgender you know, part of this story. The media, and I, I, I pulled this information up on The Daily Show this past week, and I watched the media begin to whitewash it as the hours went by, AWR, because yet again, it just doesn't fit the narrative that the mainstream media wants. And oh, it's a protected group. It's a possibly protected member of a protected group. And here goes Iowa down the drain. One person killed a sixth grader. It's terrible. Fortunately it wasn't more. But now we have a Newtown gun control group pushing an assault weapons ban. Was he firing an AR fifteen, which is what they want to call as an assault weapon? What kind of guns did he use? And is this Obviously, it's typical from the left. But were you shocked by any of this, the reduction in media coverage, the protected class and the type of weapon used?
2: No, I mean, he was using a pump shotgun and a small caliber handgun. So I think you're talking about Newtown Action Alliance and uh, they, you know, just Newtown Action Alliance. If you follow them on Twitter, which I would advise you not do, but if you do do it. They will say anything to try to get in the headlines so that they can get more donations. So it makes sense to me that they would push an assault weapons ban after a shotgun attack based on that, which is exactly what they did. So the irony is an assault weapons ban would have done nothing to ban a pump shotgun or a handgun. Uh, and that's that's the irony of it. Now, if you just look at it straight on, look at California, which has had an assault weapons ban for over 30 years. Assault weapons bans are ineffective anyway. That's what California teaches us. So either way, the ban they seek would not have prevented this attack. It's just more liberal BS, and there's no other way to describe it.
0: No, well said. I'm going to take that just a step further as well. Because gun control groups are now screaming for more gun control in Iowa when this kid at 17, under Iowa law and federal law, was already 1,000% gun controlled, AWR. So, knowing that, what law, and I'm asking this rhetorically and facetiously, what new law do they want that would have stopped him when he was already 100% gun controlled?
2: Right. There is no law. I mean, I think I. Actually, Mark, I think I tweeted about this a week ago, but there's no law that will stop, quote, unquote, gun violence. There is no law that will stop it. And by that, I mean, because you could ban guns if you want. Uh, In Chicago, they banned handgun ownership in 1982. In 1982 to 2010, that's how long that ban was in place. You look at Chicago murder numbers. You think Chicago murder numbers are high right now? Look at them when the handgun ban was in place. It's unbelievable because the, and, criminal, the criminals, too, only the criminals had
0: handguns. And we covered a lot of those numbers, ladies and gentlemen, tens of thousands, tens of thousands of murders in Chicago during that time period that, uh, that AWR, tens of thousands of woundings, many thousands killed in Chicago. When we come back, one more segment, AWR before the roundtable. Final segment of Army American Radio is being sponsored by Crossbreed Holsters. Make sure to visit Crossbreedholsters.com. Now let's get back to me. Yeah, welcome back. I was just telling Greg the temperature is dropping here in North Georgia, and I don't have my My Pillow slippers on, and I don't have the heat on in the studio because I don't want it to be picked up by the mics here, even though it's sounding. and you can still hear it. And my feet are freezing, Greg. My pillow slippers, ladies and gentlemen, I'm screaming for mine. Now I think at the top of the break, I might head back to the ranch and grab them. Good heavens! My Pillow. You can visit them and buy everything over there at great discounts. Armed American Radio's got a, its own website, MyPillow.com/slash ArmedAmericanRadio. If you don't have any of the slippers or any of the cool stuff over there, well, head over there, visit them, and take advantage of all of those great deals. Use the AAR promo code. It's right there on the website for you. You can't miss it. Big bold three letters AAR gotta love it awr hawkins welcome back to the show so awr was catching a little bit i'm a big twilight zone fan right and i was catching a little twilight zone episode earlier today and i was a story of a guy who goes back in time to try to off hitler and try to warn the lusitania that they're going to be torpedoed and try to warn hiroshima residents to get out before the bomb attacks and he fails in all those attempts and he's sick and tired of all of this stuff going on in life and he decides to move back to 1881 to a small town in the late 19th century just because he wants a more peaceful life, and he realizes he lands there when he's at a bar on July 1st, 1881, and it dawns on him, wow, tomorrow Garfield is going to be shot, and he starts talking about Garfield, and the bartender and a patron in the bar are wondering what this guy's talking about. He says, ah, nothing, I can't discuss it, and he walks out, and here's what the bartender said to the patron in the bar after he left. I think you'll get a kick out of this.
1: Real Maybe he just don't hold with President Garfield. Maybe he's a Democrat.
0: <laughs> so I get the feeling, AWR, that maybe Rod Serling had it going on back in the early 1960s. Maybe he's a Democrat, and he starts to laugh. And honestly, AWR, I thought about you because I know how you feel about liberals, my friend. So I recorded that for you. Maybe he's a Democrat. A.W.R. Hawkins, right. welcome back to the show, brother. Go ahead if
2: you want to say something like that. Oh, no. Yeah, good to be. I love that old show. I'll just say that. that <laughs> the old uh, the old Twilight Zone is money.
0: Yeah, I like it even more after that. That was fun. And, and ladies and gentlemen, if you ever watch the show, when they firearms and everything else, and you really see the difference in the culture back then in the in the early 60s, mid-60s when that show was going on. And and then when you hear stuff like that, it's it's an awful lot of fun awr you have got so much work to cover here but one of the more important stories that you've written just recently is federal judge allows lawsuit against new york assault weapons ban to proceed educate us please what's going on in new york new york residents pay careful attention here
2: right well it's just there is a suit against that assault weapons ban and uh the judge allowed that suit to continue that's it but uh that's good news we need you know we got suits against in the Seventh Circuit against Illinois' band, you have suits against other bands in other circuits, and then you're going to have this suit moving in New York, and it's just good. The more suits we have, uh, the more chance we have for circuit disagreement, and, and circuit disagreement leads to Supreme Court intervention.
0: You know, AWR, Alan was telling us in the first couple segments of the first hour of the program optimistic about supreme court cases coming up that the court will likely take fall of this year we won't see any decisions come down until 2025 possibly 2026 but you write the second amendment every single day are you optimistic going into 2024 about the supreme court laying to rest some of this nonsense that we're seeing by these creative Democrats in blue states across the country, particularly New York, Illinois, California, New Jersey, Maryland, etc.? Are you optimistic when the Supreme Court gets a hold of some of these cases, as we know they likely will?
2: Right. Yeah, I I am. And uh, I don't know. I don't don't want to go against Allen on that, so I'm not going against him. But I have optimism that perhaps... Uh, something could happen sooner. I know that if you look at it uh, in an orthodox manner, it's not possible, but I do I do believe uh, there could be intervention, and I say that because the court has avoided intervention so many times in the Seventh Circuit with uh, Naperville and Illinois and so on that it wouldn't shock me now if they were asked to intervene and they finally do. So that's where that's where I see perhaps a chance for faster intervention. But otherwise, I agree completely with Alan uh, in that I believe the court will intervene and it will set the record straight.
0: I, I hope you're right. I I I, I sense that. I, I feel that this I know the Supreme Court's going to get involved. I just do. You have that feel. They're going to have to, which is why they've declined to hear some of these cases You know, so early on. But I think 2024, taking some of these, I hope, I'm, I'm optimistic that what you said is true. Hopefully it is sooner, but I think 2025 is going to be a banner year for us, and the gun grabbers are going to absolutely hate 2025 and 2026. Now, ping pong ball going on in California, SB2. You've got a number of headlines in here, okay? Uh, California uh, sensitive places goes into effect. California expanded gun free zones for concealed carry permit holders take effect January 1st, 2024. And then you have it, California Sheriff not enforcing new state bans on concealed carry. And then you have uh, California injunction. And now you have blocked California expansion of gun-free zones for concealed carriers. This thing's bouncing around, as I've been saying throughout the show today, as a ping-pong ball. But this is great news out of California. Your perspective on what's happening with SB2, now likely in effect until at least April.
2: Right. No, it's... Well, this is another case that, to the if you just use your common sense, SB2 is in violation of Bruin. So uh, this is another case that if it were to go higher and hit the Supreme Court, it's an easy ruling on this. Because it, what SB2 two does, after the Bruin ruling, Uh, said, no, there's not only a right to have a gun in a home, there's a right to carry a gun outside the home for self-defense. And that's a paraphrase, but that's what it said. After that, then you have SB2 in California that says, here are a number of public areas in which you cannot carry a gun for self-defense. That's never going to fly, never going to fly in light of Bruin. So if this case were to make it to the Supreme Court, SB2 gets struck down. With a quickness. So, this is all good. And the the sheriff you mentioned in Souter County, S U T T E R, uh, he had already said, look, there'll be no blanket enforcement of SB2 because there are going to be more legal challenges. And literally, no more had he said that than a legal challenge succeeded and SB2 was put on hold again. So, that's where we are right now.
0: Yeah, I I share your optimism on that as well. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't have enough time to cover with AWR some more of of his headlines in great detail, but I want to read you two of them before we let him go. That I want you to go to Breitbart News and read, and that is robbery suspect hospitalized after Taco Bell employee opens fire and Israeli news anchor photographed carrying pistol while on air. We're seeing a lot of photographs of armed Israelis, AWR, great news as Israelis say, no, we're not going to take this anymore. Thank you for being here, my brother, as always. That's A.W.R. Hawkins from Breitbart News. Happy New Year, brother. Again, thanks for being here. A.W.R. Hawkins, Breitbart News. You can read everything he writes at Breitbart News. Get on his email list. You will not be disappointed. When we come back, the roundtable, a classic one. First roundtable of 2024 with the crew. Brad, Neil, and Justin Moon, CEO of Car Arms. Brad Primo, of course, CEO of Lead Slingers. And Neil McCabe, reporter McCabe with redstate.com, redstate.com. And they'll all be here after the break, six minutes after. Take some time. Visit all of our partners at armedamericanradio.com. They make it all possible as we head into our 15th year anniversary coming up in April. It's going to be a great program for you then. We've got a lot going on for the year. We're excited to be here. Welcome to our new affiliates. Armed American Radio will be back at six minutes after. Don't go away.